Kim here, and you are tuned in to the Soul Sense Podcast. I am Kim. Like I said, I'm the hostess with the mostest. And you have your trusty wingman, Melvin, on the ones and the twos and the boards and the cords. <laughs> and the cords and the boards. I just make that up. Really? Yeah, I did. You're crazy. No way. You, you had to write that down. No, I just made that up. <laughs> Are you are you playing with me? I'll play with you. You are like my biggest hater. Oh. Anyways. What's up, boo? I guess right now is the first time I really have had a time to just breathe today since I've gotten home. As you have seen, um, our girls tried it today. <laughs> I mean, the funny thing about me is, I was telling you yesterday, but to enlighten the audience, it's like in my mind, I have a time limit on how much I can take from any one person on this earth, okay? Like I go into a situation knowing that, okay, I'm going to have to give him myself, I got to do this or that. And then sometimes the limit just goes out <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, time's up. And I'm about to start hollering at everybody. And that's just what <laughs> happened the last hour that we uh, were up. Okay. And so, uh, yeah, they tried it. It's been a couple of days. Like, was it? Was it this Sunday? Or was it last Sunday when I came in the car? Like, I went in to go get. That was Saturday night. Oh, when I went in to get the wigs? Yes. First off, man, it's this place. I don't know if they got it around the world or around the country. But you live in Texas. You got to go to Wing World. Wings World. Wing, wings, wings World. Wings World. Get them honey goats. But it, we didn't go to Wings World that time. Should have. No. Oh, yeah, that's right. We should have. Right. We went and got our stuff from Hooters. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I came out to the car and you look like you was ready to. And the day was good. <laughs> like, I, we was, we, I, the whole day was good. That's what happens. That one snuck up on me. Like, cause I'm just, I mean, we in the home stretch. Y'all about to eat and go sleep. You know what I'm saying? But they tried it, but, uh, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Uh, yeah. it's cold here. It's raining here. Texas weather is crazy. And how are you doing? I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. It's a lot going on. A lot of stuff happening at my job, but, um, good though. Yeah. Well, let's go ahead and hop right on in. Um, we got some interesting things to talk about tonight. And uh, just a little conversation, a little banter back and forth. And so we don't know what we're going to be entitling this. Uh, well, titling this. <laughs> Y'all, excuse me, it's been a long day. But we're going to talk about this idea that people have of like people getting rich off of the church or ministry or you know you'll hear a lot of ideas of people feeling like people take advantage of yeah. the church okay and, what, and it and we got this conversation from uh what was it a uh you a YouTube thing or it was a Twitter you know? post. So I was perusing those Twitter streets and happened to come across 
Um, don't know who the guy is. I wouldn't say his name if I did, but he's not like a public figure that I know of and especially not in like the Christian space, but he made, and I'm going to paraphrase it cause I don't know what it was, but he made a comment that was like, um, dear pastor, um, how about you something up to the effect of like, when, when you write a book, how about not being authors and selling all these products and just like give resources away and, and insinuating that it's like, there are people out there, you know, pastors, Christian preachers, teachers, whatever, that once they are in that position, they find a way to sell something like a book, you know? And so, of course, he had it was more elaborate than that. And what ensued after that was a whole bunch of the not big names, but if you're in the Christian space, you will recognize some of these names that were responding to him, defending the fact that, and it was funny because all of them wrote books. Of course. <laughs> all of them were authors uh, in the Christian space, but they're also Christian speakers, preachers and teachers that are public and big time that were basically responding to the fact that like, you know, it takes so much time to write a book and it's not like you get up one day and then the next day you publish it. And, and it's like, they give away, they already give away so many free, you know, resources through podcasts and interviews and all these things preaching, they preach for free. I mean, it was just like this long thread that, people defending the fact that like maybe their full-time job was authoring and then they do preaching on the side or something like that. So there were a lot, it was a colorful conversation. And so that prompted me because some of the people were making, I mean, I see what the guy, where the guy was coming from. And again, he said it in a way that I'm not doing it justice, but I see what he's talking about because it's almost like there is a formula. Like you have a person who says that they are called to preach And I'm not talking about your everyday preacher in your neighborhood. I'm talking about these public figure types. Mm -hmm. You know, they are called to preach. They open up these churches. A lot of them now, it's a a trend to do non-denominational churches. They write a string of books, like put out a book every year. They have a podcast or something like that. And they're pushing a mentorship program or a Christian coaching program or something like that. I mean, I have to admit it is kind of like a formula, you know what I'm saying? Like they all ain't nobody doing nothing different. It's the same dance, but at the same time, you know, some people did have valid points and the thread turned into where it wasn't biblical to say that preachers can't receive payment. Right. And then that's where it turned into the guy going back and forth with another guy over the doctrine of being paid for ministry. Yeah. Um, And we we had some similar ideas on it and we had some maybe differing ideas. Um, Just going off of my personal feeling on it before we get into looking at some scriptural things which what does my personal opinion matter um i think it's all about 
the heart in it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's a, well, I guess I, I'm going to say some scripture anyway. Uh, there's a scripture that talks about, you know, to the pure, all things are pure. Mm-hmm. Um, there's another scripture that talks about, and I'll find these. Um, it talks about, um, you know, nothing is, for, nothing is, all things are permitted, but not all things are are beneficial. Some I'm butchered it, but uh, it's basically there's nothing that's restricted. restricted, but not everything is beneficial. And so the to me that's saying it's not about being prohibitive, mm-hmm. but it's about understanding what is going to benefit you in the long run. Mm-hmm. And why I look at that those scriptures when I look at this is to me, all of those things come down to being a matter of the heart. There's another um, uh, passage where people are talking about, you know, what foods are unclean and they're saying like, Hey, these people are eating such and such food in, you know, the old Testament or the, the law says that these things are unclean and, Basically, it was the the response was it's not what comes out goes into a person that makes them unclean. It what it's what goes out of a person that makes them unclean. That was the first premise, and then they were like, you know, if it is, it you need to be your own personal conviction. If it is, if you feel that it is wrong for you to eat whatever or do whatever, then it is wrong for you, and you know. For your brother, it's wrong for him. And basically, all these things are just showing like it was a matter of the heart. Now, these are for disputable matters, right? I'm not Mm -hmm. talking about there are things that are concrete in the Bible, but I'm saying things that are more um, disputable. Um, It really comes down to a matter of the heart to me. Mm -hmm. Well, in your, I mean, like you said, we are going to get into some scriptures. I have a few here. But initially, because me and you, I think it's important for people to also know our view because our view is not necessarily the same, you know, um, I can, I can start, um, for me, I'm very sensitive to, um, leadership taking money, um, because of my background, Mm -hmm. um, you know, we've shared, um, our, our spiritual journey, our testimonies. And, um, you all know that I grew up in a church that had grew up in churches that had a lot of corruption and funds were mis, what is it? Misappropriated. Misappropriated. (laughs) Y'all is late. (laughs) Misappropriated. Y'all know what I'm talking about. My goodness is late. Anyways. They were shady with the money. Yeah, they were shady with the money. Okay. You know, folks wasn't doing right. You know, and I also have been a part of uh, congregations where, um, where like the the church itself was in the hood. There were lots of people struggling financially in the church, but yet and still, the pastor is showing up every day, uh, and his wife in Cadillacs and Lexuses and BMWs and luxury, you know, and even we were part of a church where, uh, the past, the church paid for the, the house 
um, their cars. They had a credit card. Like they basically lived off the, like fully lived off the church. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And things that were unexplainable and maybe you know and I do realize that there are there's things out there that give like pastors what is it called the parsonage or parsonage yeah yeah they have that but I think it was the secrecy of it all because if it's why does it have to be secret and they did not want to let the general body know, which led people to believe some may like where there's smoke, there is fire. Right. So I am very sensitive to that as I have gotten more spiritually mature and have been reading my Bible and stuff and really looking at what the Bible says about it. To me, it's really more so of it funds being, if we're if we're giving to a church and we're tithing, people do need to know where the money is going. So mm-hmm. we do need to know about the budget. We do need to know how the the money is split up and we need to know about salaries. I'm, I'm not against salaries, but I def- definitely feel like the pastors should not be the richest people in the congregation. Yeah. So I feel like, and I've definitely been in situations where there were, there was some corruption and stuff like that in in past churches that I've been in. And people are human, you know what I mean? Misappropriated. Always... <laughs> <laughs> I had to say it out loud. <laughs> you got to be coughing. Keep with your microphone. Oh, okay. But, uh, you know, I think that at the end of the day, it it's all about, so the way I look at it is you don't get into preaching to become a millionaire right but there have been some people who have let me okay so what i mean by that is off of the back of the church Mm -hmm. um so if the church is giving a lot like you have a a giving congregation to me that should be the the lion's share of that needs to be put into you know pushing the gospel out whether that's meeting people's needs or whatever it may be, mm-hmm. you know, a lion's share that needs to go towards that. Now, part of getting the gospel out is paying the salaries of the preachers. And I don't think that they should be living in nowhere near poverty. I don't think they should have to work. Number one, I think if before you become a preacher, you should be financially at least not in debt. Yeah, you know what I mean? I do believe that. Um, but, on top of that, I think you should pay them so that they don't have to worry about because a good minister is like a full time. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's two, three full time jobs, mm-hmm. and you are, you know, you don't need to be worried about making ends meet. Now, is that the reason why you feel like they should not be in debt? Yes. Okay. Yes, because yes. I do feel like we need to clarify why we feel like people should not be in debt going right. into ministry. Right. Because that means you have to make more, and it's just more of a, a, it's a more worry. More of a burden. Right. Yes. You really can't be as of free the as you need on to the be. church. Right. Mm-hmm. And but what I do believe is that they, if they have a talent above and beyond their skill as a minister, as a counselor, or whatever else, and they want to make that. Uh, available outside the walls of the church. Mm-hmm. I have no whether they are singers mm-hmm. or carpenters or authors, mm-hmm. whatever it may be. 
if they are able to make enough money doing that mm-hmm. and they make a lot of money doing that to where they don't have to charge uh, to preach, mm-hmm. then I think that not only is that perfectly fine, that's mm-hmm. very biblical. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll look at some scriptures that kind of show that. But um, again, it's all about the mindset. Like, are you going into this thing to become a millionaire? Like, are you going into this so that I'm going to become a preacher, then I'm going to start these businesses off of it? Because really, it would be very difficult to be the best entrepreneur in the world uh, while also being a strong minister. It'd be really difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, we know people like the leaders of our church, one of them uh, was a lawyer. Mm-hmm. And now she still, still is a yeah, lawyer. She mm-hmm. still does like, you know, reads cases or whatever here and there, but she definitely is not, you know, living high on the hog as a lawyer. No, she actually because, was slated to be a judge. So right. and her time is just all into the ministry. And mm-hmm. then, you know, in helping her, you know, her and her husband um working in the ministry together. So that's my mm-hmm. take on it. Okay. Well then let's get into some scriptures because as y'all can tell that we we I will have to say it probably sounds like now that we're kind of agreeing with um, our point of views on this is, is agreeing. But there was a point in time where I felt like if you're preaching the gospel, the gospel shouldn't cost nothing. Like, are you literally going to throw a, a barrier into people's lives that God is not putting there? Like the, the gospel should be free. That's what I used to say. but. Let's read some scriptures to get some perspective. You okay. Can go first, or you want me to yeah, go? I ha- I have a. Uh, you want me to read them off, and then you will bounce back and forth, or do you have some I have of your some own? Too, so oh, we okay. can just read a couple. Okay. Because so um, we may have some overlapping. So, yeah. anyways, the first one I'm going to read is Second Thessalonians, um, chapter three, starting in verse six, going through ten. And it's entitled, Warning Against Idleness. Now we command you, brothers, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you keep away from any brother who is walking in idleness and not in accord with the tradition that you receive from us. For you yourselves know how you ought to imitate us, because we were not idle when we were with you, nor did we eat anyone's bread without paying for it. But with toil and labor we worked night and day, that we may not be a burden to any of you. It was not because we do not have that right, but to give you in ourselves an example to imitate. For even when we were with you, we would give you this command. If anyone is not willing to work, let him not eat. Okay. And that one right there, um, to me, when I read that, it says that, you know, we, we, as we mentioned, is that they worked alongside the other, you know, the other believers. Um, they told their, they labored, you know, they didn't ask for any handouts. They didn't ask for nobody to, to, to feed them or anything like that. And it's very clear that they said, not that they don't have the right to ask. Like they, they're saying, Paul is saying like, we, we had the right to ask, but we did that so we could be, examples as to how you all should be. You need to imitate us 
and we didn't want to be a burden on right. you all. And so I think we mentioned that as well about like not being in debt. So because that does put extra stress on the church. Right. Not only does that put put a burden on you, everybody knows that debt puts burden on people. But that then if you are employed by the church, then that puts a burden on the church. That's right. a shared burden. Uh, I think um, here goes another one that kind of goes along with this is first Corinthians chapter nine. Yeah, that was my next one. Go ahead. And uh, I'm just going to spot read it and then I'll give you the overall what's happening in the scripture. So it starts out, uh, am I not free? And this is Paul speaking. Am I not free? Am I not an apostle? Have I not seen Jesus our Lord? Are you not my workmanship in the Lord? If to, if to others I am not uh, an apostle, uh, sorry, if to others I am not an apostle, at least to you I am, for you are my seal of apostleship in the Lord. Uh, this is my defense to those who would examine me. Do we not have the right to eat and drink? Do we not have the right to take along uh, a believing wife, uh, as do the other apostles and the brothers of the Lord of uh, the Lord in Cephas? Or is it only uh, Barnabas and I who have no right to refrain, uh, to, to refrain from working for a living? Uh, who, who serves as a soldier at his own expense? Who plants a vineyard without eating in this, in any of its fruit? Or who tends a flock without getting some of the milk? And then I'll skip down uh, to verse, uh, the second part of verse 12. Well, uh, to verse 12, it says, if others share this rightful claim on you, do we not even more? Nevertheless, we have not made use of this right, but we endure anything rather than to put an, an obstacle in the way of the gospel of Christ. Um, do you not who know? Do you not know that those who are employed in the service of in the temple of service get their food from the temple, and those who serve at the altar share in the sacrificial offerings? In the same way, the Lord commanded that those who proclaim the gospel should get their living by the gospel. But I have made no use of these rights, nor am I writing these things to secure any such provisions. For I rather die than deprive anyone. Uh, deprive me of my ground for boasting and so uh oh one little other piece 16 for i preach the gospel that gives me the ground for boasting for necessary is i laid for 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 necessity is laid upon me woe to me if i did not preach the gospel so sorry i'm i think i may be needing bifocals I, I was having know. problems looking at that. It looks super small. I didn't right know now. what was going on here. It looks really small. Oh my gosh. Anyway, but the the whole gist of this scripture, that's kind of depressing. Um, the whole gist of this scripture is don't laugh. Don't I'm funny. not laughing. I'm like <laughs> laughing at my pain. Um, the whole gist of that scripture really is twofold. So a lot of people use that scripture in the the gentleman who posted the uh, Twitter thing that mm. made us start talking about this. He used that as an example of Paul not getting paid. For, he Maybe it wasn't this scripture, but it was one of those mm -hmm. Paul doing the not getting paid for the gospel scriptures. Mm -hmm. um, and you really leave off the most important part of that. Again, it's Paul's heart because he's saying, I don't want to put any type of stumbling block in front of you. Mm -hmm. Like 
I just want to preach the gospel. Mm -hmm. So I go and do extra work. But he starts this whole thing out saying, like, is it only me and Barnabas who have to go get another job so that we can eat? <laughs> or, yeah. or, or is it... Every is it okay for Cephas to get paid? Is it just us? Mm -hmm. um, you know, he gives scriptural example. It talks. There's another passage in there that talks about you don't muzzle the ox. Mm -hmm. You know, that's pulling the the threshing uh, mm -hmm. wheat thresher or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, basically, you don't prevent someone who is working for the gospel. You need to make sure that they're taken care of. Mm -hmm. Is basically what he's saying. So when he says, "I don't, I don't do it," he's saying it's my choice. Mm -hmm. But that does not mean that this is not. Don't make a mistake. This is my right mm -hmm. as a pastor that I should be able to make my living preaching the gospel. Mm -hmm. Like this is my job. I'm yeah. sacrificing everything to preach to preach the gospel. Am I not allowed to have a wife? Mm -hmm. Am I not allowed to have a personal wife? A life? Mm -hmm. Am I not allowed to? pursue these other things that are in, within God's, mm -hmm. you know, or, or is it just me? Mm -hmm. And so that was the tone of that letter or of that passage. It wasn't just, Hey guys, I don't do like me. Don't get paid to preach the gospel. Mm -hmm. So I, I like that scripture in that. Okay. And then my last scripture that I'm going to share is in Matthew 10 chap. Yeah. Chapter 10. <laughs> I was in Matthew 10. Chapter 10. Look at no. Uh verse 8. Starting in verse 8. And it says, Heal the sick, raise the now, mind you, this is when Jesus sends out the 12. Okay. So these are instructions that he's given the 12. Okay, so heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse lepers, cast out demons, you received without pain, give without pay, acquire no gold or silver or copper for your belts, no bag for your journey, or two tunics or sandals, um, or a staff for the laborer deserves his food. And whatever town or village you enter, find out who is worthy in it and stay there until you depart. As you enter uh, the house, greet. And if you if the house is worthy, let your peace be upon it. If not, you know, go ahead about your way. Peace be with you. So anyways, um, the main part there is that he's instructing them to... I mean, really to just go, you know what I'm saying? Like he has charged them, um, to just go, you know, like d don't ask for nothing, but then don't even really take much, you know? And I always have read that as in, like, if you actually look up like the definition of an apostle, you know, because at one point in time, um, I went on this rabbit hole of a Bible study because I just wondered why people in modern day would call themselves like apostles and, and, and prophets and stuff like that. Like, I just, I didn't understand where did those terms come from? Everybody has a title, you know? And so the sheer definition of apostle in its simple form is just somebody who is called to go, to go and preach the gospel. And in this, um, passage um it is very it's you can see it it's very plain here too he was commanding them to go and to not really have any hindrance on them and so not even to ask for other things to be given to you but don't even take things of yourself and so um yeah any comments on that 
Yeah, I like that scripture, and it it gives you. So they're t- he's telling them, don't take anything for yourself, but really just depend on the kindness of others, mm-hmm. you know, and that's really cool, you know. And that, again, goes to that idea of what a minister is supposed to be, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and it's really a thing that it, it's like this delicate balance because we should be freely giving mm-hmm. to to the minister, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. In my opinion, to someone who is ministering the word of God, you should be freely giving and mm-hmm. making sure that they are okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but they it, that comes with the responsibility that they are good stewards of that. Yeah. So, hey, go out and we're going to give you a parsonage uh, fee or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that don't mean you go out and get the biggest yeah. thing. And for like that one preacher you're talking about, hey, we're going to, give you an allowance to get a vehicle because you need to get around town. Mm -hmm. Don't go out and get the biggest Cadillac or the biggest Mercedes or whatever else you can Mm -hmm. find Mm -hmm. because that's not what it's about. Mm -hmm. Um, But I've also seen the flip side, like where ministers like driving a car that ain't barely making it across town. A put put. Right. That, how, how can he do his job? If you Mm -hmm. live in the DFW, how are you going to do your job it, when it takes 30 minutes to get anywhere. Yeah. Like, how are you going to do your job? It's not public transportation. Right. We don't live in a city. If we as a, a, a congregation see that, we should be like, hey, you know, either we need to up up the ante a little bit mm-hmm. or we need to go ahead and take care of that expense. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that that's wrong. I've never had a preacher, uh, at least in this body of churches, ever ask that or mm-hmm. ever have that. Mm-hmm. But I would not feel any if i went out and saw that mm-hmm. i would go and try to talk to the board and be like hey what are we doing here because mm-hmm. that's not good mm-hmm. um another scripture here and i'm just going to go through two and kind of summarize it so first i'm going to say read acts 8 9 through 25 and this is a story of simon the sorcerer ah, um, yeah. and basically simon the sorcerer was a guy who was out um and he was uh, casting out demons and healing people and he was doing it, you know, under the guise of being, uh, uh, not necessarily apostle, but a leader in the church. And then, uh, he, he had heard that Paul, that, uh, Philip, uh, and, um, somebody else, I can't remember, but, uh, Philip was coming to town and, uh, so he goes down there to see him. And while he's watching, he sees that the, uh, he, they, oh no, Philip was there first. Now I remember Philip was there first. And then Peter, um, came in town and cause he had bat, Philip had baptized some people. Peter came in town to give them the gift of the Holy spirit mm-hmm. by laying hands on them. Yeah. Um, because only the apostles could do that. And so Peter comes in town and he sees it. He, he sees Peter doing this and Simon goes up to him and this is in verse uh, 18 when Simon saw that the spirit was given at the laying on of the apostles hands he offered them money and said give me also this ability so that everyone whom I lay my hands on may receive the Holy Spirit 
Peter answered, May your money perish with you because you thought you could buy the gift of God with money. You have no part or share in this ministry because your heart is not right before God. Repent of this wickedness and pray to the Lord in the hope that he may forgive you for having such a thought in your heart. For I see that you are full of bitterness and captive to sin. Then Simon answered, Pray to the Lord for me so that nothing you have said may happen to me. Another uh, scripture, which I should have read this one first, is just a quick one. Um, this is 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 17. Um, and they're really talking, they're going through and saying like, we're ministers of a new covenant, basically. If you read 12 all the way to this, um, they're talking about how their, what their preaching is different than anything before. And, um, it says, unlike so many, we do not peddle the word of God for profit. On the contrary, in Christ, we speak before God with sincerity as those sent from God. And both of those together, I think, kind of give us a an insight into, I think it's obvious, you know, where the issue comes in at. It's, number one, your heart about getting into preaching, you yeah. know are you getting into it to to shine and look good and this is like the family business mm -hmm. i don't i don't know if that's right yeah. you know i don't think scripturally that's that's right um and then you know like simon the sorcerer he wanted to get those powers and it says he offered them money but he wanted it so that when anybody who i lay my hands on can also get the gifts of the spirit. Now he didn't say I'm going to do this and sell it or whatever. But what we do know is that he was doing it for selfish gain mm -hmm. and selfish ambition. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's where the line comes in at. And I think, you know, it's both ways. We should be paying our preachers and they shouldn't be living in abject poverty. Um, but they shouldn't be getting into it to profit off the gospel. You know, this mm -hmm. isn't the, the get with rich quick scheme. Yeah. It go yeah. ahead. Well, I also think too, um, speaking to the people who grew up similar to me, where like you saw, you saw what I have described, you know, we have, um, good friends of ours and the husband, uh, made a good point. You know, if you have so much plenty, you as the church should be helping, you know what I'm saying? Because I've heard the argument from some of the people who have, some of the public figures that have been accused of like stealing from quote unquote, stealing from church, you know what I'm saying? Or getting rich off, the, off Jesus or something like that. And one of the things that I have heard in, in response is that, you know, I don't get paid for preaching I write books, I do other things, I do that, this, that, nothing. They list all these things down that they do. But I have all, I've often thought, and I, I view us even well as this as well, that like, if you're a person that has talent or gifts that can generate money, then that money should, to a, to a huge degree, should go back into the gospel, advancing the gospel. If that is your why, for doing the, any of it in the first place is mm -hmm. to advance the gospel. Now that doesn't mean that you're supposed to give everything away, but you know, I definitely feel that God could tell somebody 
Don't keep a dime out of it. All that you're generating from this book needs to go 100%. Now, maybe that may not be true for everybody, but I do believe that, you know, it, I feel like there's an imbalance when you have somebody that lives in a mansion and you have people in the congregation that barely can give well, $20. Let me ask you this. We are supposed to work like we work into the Lord. Yeah. So any job, anything, anywhere... It, it could be said the same thing. Mm-hmm. If if they're not taking from the church to, to do whatever it is that they're doing, mm-hmm. you know, I don't I don't see a problem with them earning again, like I said, it's it's all about the heart behind it. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't see so you have like these prosperity gospel people and mm-hmm. they, you know that kind of stuff, I think, is obvious. It's ridiculous. Um, I don't. I hate just making general statements like that without having time to go through the scriptures and show. But I mean, even in what we showed just now, um, that is just so opposite of of what I've ever read in the scriptures. This idea of, you know, because you got to chase after certain things like that, you know, mm-hmm. and and we know that that's not where our our treasure is but sometimes god just blesses people like that you know there are pastors that are just wealthy and they're very talented and just well and god just blesses them like that and they can't give enough away mm-hmm. you know that there that could be a thing like i just can't give enough away like i'm trying to give mm-hmm. i try to always do whatever but god just keeps on blessing me and i am very wealthy and I'm very talented. I've wrote some songs because it's hard to draw a delineation between like somebody goes out and sings and he's a great singer. Mm-hmm. Now he's definitely not going to go out and be Lil Wayne. He's going to be singing about what's important to him. And let's say he just makes smash after smash after smash after smash. Look at, uh, what's his name? Kurt Franklin. Love him. Okay. This guy's out here making smash after smash after mm-hmm. smash after smash. When I listen to him talk and I, I don't know him personally, mm-hmm. but it appears to me that like through his vulnerability, the way that he's vulnerable in the way that he is like, it doesn't seem like a guy that's out here trying to like put up a front to try to, you know, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like he, it seems like he is really out here trying to, he can't help it like trying to forward the gospel. Mm-hmm. He can't help it that he's Kurt Franklin and mm-hmm. he's just so good mm-hmm. and people buying his stuff and he making a lot of money. And I, I'm sure I don't know his pockets, but I'm sure he's giving back. But some people just like that, man. It's some people in the world who going to be rich. There are people who were disciple, who were uh, disciples, apostles who were very wealthy yeah. and they, it didn't say they stopped doing whatever it was that was making them wealthy, mm-hmm. but they also, their main goal, their goal ceased to be, I'm a computer programmer. Mm-hmm. My goal is not, should not be at least to be the best computer programmer. Like, I don't think that that's the, that's going to make me complete to get, to become a CEO and whatever else. Now, would that be awesome? That'd be great. But I know that that's not going to complete me. Mm-hmm. Um, and keeping that mindset and it goes across the, the board where, it's the same thing for someone who's writing books or whatever else, you know, mm-hmm. and they just need to, it's a matter of, I think it's difficult. I think it's difficult to, to not let your interest be divided. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I don't know. It, it could, it could be scary. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. Well, 
these are just conversations y'all we be having. <laughs> yeah. And then just, I ain't got the answers. Ain't got I the ain't got answers. the answers, Sway. You know, it's just uh yeah, we just talking and we, you know, again, like we have scriptures and like I said, it used to be a point in time where I was just straight up like you you not you shouldn't get no money for the gospel. You know, unless you have a clear talent like a clear talent, but, and, and I wasn't considering preaching a talent. <laughs> and so, I mean, let's just be honest. Like I, I wasn't like, you know what I'm saying? And so, but after reading scriptures and really, like you said, looking at the heart behind what you're doing, you know, like mm-hmm. the goal is not to get rich. The goal is to advance the kingdom. And we live in a day in society where money does get you in places, you yeah. know. Let me add one little piece. Mm-hmm. Getting rich off the, because we're talking about going out and like buying a bunch of things. But I think that is also translated in like inside the church, right? Mm-hmm. So let you could. You could not be driving the fancy car or whatever, but you just want this huge palatial church. You know, I think I think that's in the same way is being I don't think that's an appropriate use of of, of funds. Mm-hmm. Um to have these huge mega buildings because it it keeps you you gotta keep it up for that. Like mm-hmm. that to me, that makes you have to make business decisions on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Like, am I going to throw down the gauntlet and say, listen, very few are going to make it. Am I going to preach hard things when I see yeah, stuff? My, my richest people are not doing what they're supposed to. Am I going to make challenging those people a mm-hmm. priority mm-hmm. or am I going to pay the rent? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that yeah. can be difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I could see where that could enter in some, to some, tricky situation so i think with all of that stuff man it it's it's a serious thing and it's more than just you know being greedy or whatever it's also about like do you got what it takes to make that to handle that yeah oh that's a good point Anywho, that's the uh, a drumstick, y'all. Uh, so, anyways, <laughs> uh, that y'all just heard probably off the hand that's Melvin over there. But anywho, that's all I got, and that's it. I'm done. I got this. See, y'all look. They gonna catch all of that. Don't do that. No, no, no. Sorry. No, no. All right. <laughs> Anywho, guys. Um, do us a favor. If you're not already subscribed to the podcast, go ahead, click that subscribe button. If you're watching us on YouTube, we'll love to have you over there as well. So since podcast, and of course, we're active on the the Instagram and the Facebook. And so you can follow us there too. We're Soul Sense Podcast on all the things. Uh, well, actually on Twitter, we're Soul Sense Pod. But anyways, you know. Gonna get your groove on. <laughs> so anyways. Uh, anyways, guys, y'all been sitting here with Kim, your hostess with the mostest. And your trusty wingman, Melvin. Melvin. And we're out. We'll catch you on the next one. Bye. Thank you.